Outside your window may not be great, but here on Post Show Recaps, we're over the moon to bring you Everything is Supers podcast coverage of the Moon Knight finale on Disney+. Plus. Hello, everybody. I am Josh Wicker, just getting into the back of this car. Nothing to see here. Oh, my God, the driver. It's Kevin Bajadero. He's going to kill me. And now I can actually do it because I'm right here in front of you in person. Oh, my God. All right. Yes. So Kevin and I are in person together. We've been waiting for this. We've been excited about this. Kevin has moved across the country. Uh, he has had his own personal uh, conshu chauffeur, 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 uh, who has driven you cross country. And now you are here, sitting across from me, to discuss the Moon Knight season finale. A couple days late. Apologies for that. But uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, this is this is where we this is where we live now, Kevin. Yeah, it's been a it's been a I, I can take play for it. It's been a wild ride. Uh, since I've gotten here in New York, it's a big change. Obviously, I have no furniture. Um, yeah, you're currently so furniture free. <laughs> that's a process I'm working mm-hmm. toward. We have a mattress, so we're sleeping on a mattress. Okay, on the that's floor. great. Uh, and you're uh, you have like one uh, like chain to the to the bed post, so that every time you try to get up and leave your apartment, you get face. yanked back to Constantly. your to your bed. It's on my face. Yes, uh, you just start. It's great. Constantly wiping out here. It's very New York. Very, it's a classic New York tale. Uh, I was going to say, as is Moon Knight. It wasn't. It wasn't no, a classic New York tale. It takes place nowhere near Not New York. Not New York at all. Uh, but it is done, Kevin. Uh, you and I are recording this on Sunday, May 8th, uh, about uh, two hours before we go and see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Wee- no spoilers here on the podcast because well, we Kevin and I it. haven't seen it yet. Yeah, we haven't seen it yet. Uh, I have. Uh, I've been hit with some spoilers. I've uh, been hit with none, Josh. You gotta. You I gotta don't understand how you're able to do it. I. I. I, I think. Okay, listen. I think my feed. I has promise been, we'll talk about Moon Knight soon, folks. We just have some things to yeah, get out of the way. It's my feed has been corrupted. My Twitter feed. I spend so much time. Just, I think, ranting about politics or other stuff that now my feed is only that. Uh-huh. And every now and then I'll get something from, like, a friend who is just like, I saw I saw Doctor Strange. It was fine. And so, like, my expectations have been somewhat tempered based on a general, I feel like, you know, like, people being like, I enjoyed it. And so I'm just like, okay. And I kind of said this after watching Everything Everywhere All at Once. That had lowered my anticipation because that movie is perfection. Uh, and also, again, maybe it's my feed, but the lack of spoilers that I have seen, usually these movies come out and there's just so much stuff and it's hard to avoid it, especially after a few days. The fact that I haven't seen any real spoilers being talked about makes me feel like maybe there's not that much to spoil, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but definitely once again tempers my expectations. So I feel like I'm going into the movie at least with the right mindset. Yeah, I think maybe my issue is that I basically only use Twitter anymore to retweet post-show recap stuff. Okay, that's a problem, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I'm I'm constantly getting, like, hit with, like, trending topics in the entertainment space. And so I've just seen a lot of trending topics over the last few days. I'm like, oh, my God. oh, cool. And then a bunch of, like, tweets that, like, every once in a while, I, I, I can't look at my Twitter timeline on my computer because it's just too distracting. So I have it blocked. But on my phone, I have it. So any, every once in a while, I'll look on my phone. Uh, and I've seen like just people be pretty 
pretty reckless about uh, about the Doctor Strange spoilers. So uh, it is what it is. I know some things. I'm still excited to see it. My expectations are kind of in like a medium place. When we did uh, the Marvel, oh, we're in the medium place. We're in the medium <laughs> place. When we did the Marvel Cinematic Universe rewatch to kick off this podcast at the start of the pandemic, Kevin, remember all of that? Uh, we were Barely. pretty we we're pretty clear about our Doctor Strange takes, and I think me even more pointedly of like it's not my absolute favorite that that first movie and I, I'm, I'm still like you know a little bit back and forth on Benedict Cumberbatch's Doctor Strange even um, so my expectations are already kind of just like sort of like medium lined going into Multiverse of Madness but we're not here to podcast about that we're going to watch that movie in a little while and then we're going to podcast about that uh, in a couple of days so that podcast should be in your feed later this week as well uh, we'll make sure to, to give you copious spoiler warning uh, we'll try and do like a spoiler free review at the start of that podcast uh, and then we'll get into the spoilers there for the people uh, who have seen the movie. And it seems like a lot of people have seen the movie. Movie's doing well. Yes. I mean, unsurprisingly, money. I suppose. Making I mean, money. Making money. Yeah. Um, Kevin, we're here to talk about We can thank night. Nicole Kidman probably for that, though. You think so? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that rousing AMC speech, I think, has gotten people back in theaters. Mm. Without it, I don't think we'd be there. I think that's probably right. Kevin, it's Moon Knight time. It's a season for Moon Knight. Uh, and we are talking about God's and monsters that's the 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 finale of moon knight the season series finale <laughs> if you ask disney plus they rewrote history to they say didn't which one it is they didn't do uh like the loki post credit scene where it's like loki will be back for season two they didn't say like uh mark and steven and jake will be back for season two <laughs> they didn't do anything like that there was no mark, explicit steven, jacob Smith. <laughs> oh my god Jacob Kontraschmidt. Yeah. Uh, they didn't. They didn't do anything like that. They do have a, obviously a post credits tag, but where he could where he could pop up next could be truly anywhere. Um, but you were mentioning uh, that there was this tweet that yes. said like series finale of Moon Knight, and then it got taken down and replaced with season finale of Moon Knight. Uh, so there does appear to be some hmm. What's going on there? I thought maybe we would have some news by the time we recorded this podcast. Hopefully, we're not in that sweet spot, Kevin, where we're recording and this. news is breaking right now. And as news <laughs> is breaking. That would be unfortunate. But uh, I don't know. Uh, check your check your respective news outlets in case uh, some news has popped. Um, I believe that the people involved with the show have all said, like, oh, we don't know. Uh, that's a Marvel question. Uh, we're all interested in the character, but there's no uh, announcement on a on a season two yet. But this episode uh, of Moon Knight definitely leaves it wide open for uh, a future for that character moving forward. Um, I don't in know what else way. to say at the start here, Kevin, other than it was a Marvel finale, right? It was a Marvel TV show finale. And it, it was. It was about exactly what you expect from it. Yeah, I mean, which I guess is good uh, to to an extent. I mean, ultimately, despite like I think what is one episode and ten minutes of really great, cool, fun, original wackiness, uh, the most of the rest of the season was like, yeah, it was fine. It's pretty good. It was fine. Yeah, right. Uh, the acting, I think, continued to excel even into the finale. But like as as a story and as like what happened, I was like, no, nah, all right, it's whatever. Yeah. Uh, nothing. Nothing truly, I think, impressed me. They had moments that I really liked, uh, certainly. Oscar Isaac all the way on that. Um, I also really liked the <laughs> uh, Layla getting Towerette's powers. I thought was very fun. Yes. Um, uh, this makes her, uh, I guess, the MCU's version of the Scarlet Scarab, who is not a character that I know much about, but is some sort of... Uh, you mean the Blue Beetle. Uh, <laughs> well, I think Blue Beetle was taken. 
Uh, so I think the Scarlet Scarab is, I don't know if it's Marvel's version of Blue Beetle, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, kind of. <laughs> yes, uh, but that is the character that she has ended up playing, uh, who is... Uh, the character uh, is Marlene Elrond. I don't know how to... El- Elrond, the elf? Uh, yes. From, uh, from Marvel Comics, who is Mark Spector's wife in the comics. Throw Conchu into the fire! <laughs> uh, that Layla is the MCU's version of, of this character. I I had a blast with Layla in this episode. I thought she was great. I thought she, that she, she was, was super She was great cool. all the way. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, you know, I get lost in stuff, and, and, and it, it is my want to do, but... Uh, Layla was great. I thought it was really ridiculous how she was just hanging out with all the uh, Ethan Hawke crew, the yeah. Harrow's crew the whole time, and no one was like, who, who is that? There's like 10 of you. I think if an 11th person just showed up, you'd all be like, who is that person? If they're just with you in a jeep yeah that part was one of those things where i was just like all right the writers clearly were just like maybe no one there will was bother. some sloppiness of like <laughs> for sure yeah. when they when they pick up mark and they like or, or they leave mark and they pick they pick up and pack up and get out of the tomb and like no one has like thought to look around further for layla it's not like they knew she was there she was there and then another random new person shows up into your team and they're like i don't know who's that maybe jeff yeah. He's always late. Yeah. Uh, you know? they, they were like, like, I think that's her. <laughs> but I don't want to say anything in that's case I'm shabby. wrong. <laughs> that could be awkward. I don't want to be the guy who says that. Uh, yes, that was a little that was a little strange. Um, but I really enjoyed that a lot of the finale at the start was centered on her. I thought was was really cool. Um, and then we are also going to get the reunion between Mark and Steven. So the yes. two of them are back together, and that's great. Which was nice. And the arrival of the third altar uh, that we had speculated about along the way here, yeah. um, that the creators involved with the show have all um, come out. There was a, a good uh, Marvel.com deep dive into Jake Lockley and how um, – I think it's Mohamed Diab who who talks about how we uh, knew that the Marvel people would all like know that this was happening, so we didn't even really worry about hiding it too much because we figured you all just know. Uh, but we needed like to have it make sense in a way that if you go back and you track the story, that it makes sense that Jake Lockley was there the whole time, like the times that Stephen and Mark can account for their actions, like that one like um, like massacre on the cliffside. I think it's episode three. Yes. Uh, is clearly Jake and some other instances. Of of Jake. Yeah, I, um, I I do think it was. Listen, we've got some questions. If, about if it, I'm, I'm sure. gonna give my one complaint about the show, it's going to be and I, and and we said this. I think I said this for two episodes, right? That if Jake Lockley is the post credits, I personally find that disappointing. And I did. I mean, it just because. Yes, you can foreshadow stuff and and it paid off and it was all there. But as your post credits, right? Like it's usually supposed to be something that is like unique, interesting, new. It's Nick Fury showing up. That's a post credits where you're just like, oh man, this really was a little bit unexpected and propelled stuff. I think they shouldn't have done the shaking sarcophagus. It was it made it too obvious on episode four with two to go that this is the clear what's happening as a third personality and then that becoming the like kicker at the end is just like well obviously if you didn't have a sarcophagus and they had more of what we saw on the cliffside i think it would have been a better payoff in my personal opinion of sure uh so that's my biggest complaint is this i felt the post credits was just kind of like uh done in a way where it's just like well yeah okay we yeah we knew that but anyway i don't know that's my one big complaint i guess i liked i liked jake lockley i I can like jake lockley i can like oscar isaac doing a different 
New York accent. I don't know. I've been here only five days. Yeah. <laughs> Who's better, him or Tom Hardy? Um, I'll you tell know. you, I, I thought it was hilarious that, like, because you I, at least I kind of felt like I knew what was happening the whole time during that post credit scene that he's wheeling Harrow out and then you're seeing like dead bodies and stuff and like you don't see Oscar Isaac's face until the very end of the scene but it just like it was so clear what was, it was happening so obvious, yeah <laughs> and like I loved his whole vibe like he's like uh like uh like humming tunes in Spanish and stuff and he's got like the little like cab driver uh, hat he's got the cab driver hat he yeah. looks like he's a newsie uh and then he's like you know when he pulls the, he puts the divider down and he's like looking out the back of the divider and he just has like this total psycho face yeah, on it's great where like i i want to see more of that guy uh and i i am a little bummed that we didn't get to see more of him in this show uh but i think that that performance is born out of it seems to some degree that they're like all right oscar isaac just uh, do like do one take for you, yeah, basically. Yeah, do, do one take. You know, like do this one for you, and like he he came up with that character, uh, you know, uh, and imbued it with just like instincts, uh, you know, with no like real tremendous amount of direction. Uh, and I want to see more of that character for sure. But it being relegated to a post credit scene feels like the lowest of low hanging fruits. Yes, is like this was this was the way to go. I also do have questions about. Um, like the balancing of the scales and how Jake Lockley factors 100%. into that. That was my big question. I have when, some thoughts you know, about it. Yeah. I have some thoughts about it that I don't think that like is game breaky necessarily. Um, it's not game breaky, but it's sort of like where we land on like it was fine. It was well, I, I just do think the finale was like a lot of it was punchy kicky, which we talk about CG a lot. CG punchy kicky, so much CG punchy kicky. Yeah, but I do love that uh, there was like a giant size. Was that part was cool. Kashu versus Amit was. Pretty I was dope. way more into that because I think it was unique and a little bit different. Like I don't think we've seen that before in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. It uh, reminded me of Thundercats episode where. Freaking giant Jago showed up to fight some other guy. It was amazing. The anyway. upright man had written in uh, and and said that uh, he was impressed that Harrow's defeat took place off screen. David liked that. The cojones uh, on them to do that, though, right? Like, oh, my God. Like, when that happened, I laughed. Yes. I laughed a lot. <laughs> you texted me about that. You're like, did that happen? We didn't get to see it. Uh, but that's because Jake Lockley takes him down, Jake right? Jake Lockley takes him down. Isn't that weird, though? I mean, like, there's a level where, like, I kind of respect it, but it's so weird to, you know what? I think I, it's kind of great. Here's the thing: I have to, I actually have to make this criticism because if you know, there's only a, there's a, there's a select few of our listeners who listen to the YA podcast, and um, the first thing we did was talk about Twilight. And one of my biggest complaints in the first Twilight book is literally Bella gets knocked out in the final confrontation. Your hero, your protagonist, your POV character gets knocked out, and we never even see on in in book like what happened in right. the confrontation and i do think that is a bit of a ripoff that that sort of also makes your protagonist like pulled out of the story um and they did this is, on game of thrones with Tyrion in season one because they didn't have the budget to do right. a big battle scene so like there's there's stuff like that that i do think is uh i personally find a little bit of Isn't a bad this, storytelling if i'm criticizing twilight for it i gotta criticize no, this because so. i think that this is different in because a substantial he, way it's, it's a different personality for him it's a character it's like it's deeply rooted in character i think that this is a closer cousin of uh and i i want to couch this before i i finish the sentence in like it's not as good as this and say I, mr robot i swear to god no i wasn't <laughs> gonna say mr robot i would say that the the way that harrow is dealt with 
is less Bella gets knocked out in Twilight because that has nothing to do with character or plot. Uh, and this is rooted in character and is kind of like a risky, inventive storytelling choice, I think, to like black you out because Mark doesn't know. Stephen doesn't know what's going on. This is a totally different guy who's dealing with this thing. I think it's a closer in comparison to Doctor Strange versus Dormammu at the end of Doctor Strange, where it's like, this is not usually how I see the bad guy get defeated. Uh, that, like, we're, in this case, but we're not seeing the bad guy we, get defeated at all. Right? We, we see the bad guy get defeated in Doctor Strange. But, I, like, what do we, what do we, what do we want? Do we, do we they, want, like, a big brawl, Kevin, and we are no. going to come back and complain about the big brawl? Or do we want something that's, like, a little outside the box and inventive in the way that, like, Vision, uh, Ship of Theseus is That was white great, vision. but you're still seeing it. I think, I think what I would have liked then is that since, because they saved the Jake Lockley for post is where it's hiccuping a lot. Because if they had introduced it even at the end of the show or have a moment where Steven, like one of them flashes or we, the viewer, see, we don't have to see beat for beat what happened, but we see the Jake Lockley moment of him taking out Harrow's men in that particular scene yeah. as like a quick cut. I think it would have been more effective. We, we see nothing and then we get the reveal of like what happened, quote unquote, with Jake Lockley in the back of a, of a limo, uh, a very stylish white limo. Um, and to me, I think there, there is a bump for that. I like, I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. I think not having it shown at all and given a post credits explanation is weird. Yeah. It's going to obviously, it's going to work for a lot of people, but the more I sit with that now, the the, the less I kind of like it. And you are right. It is different in Twilight, right? It's not being just knocked out and you don't witness what happens. Um, but I think there's something withheld from the viewer in a way that I think, I don't know, doesn't work for me. I mm-hmm. feel like it, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's not ideal storytelling because you're, you're denying the viewer something to, to, for, to make a reveal happen. Yeah. See, I, I, I hear that. I think for me, it did hit that we're not getting more from Harrow, uh, in this moment. Um, because he wasn't like a fighty bad guy anyway. And I think one of the things that was compelling to me about Harrow in the finale was he like the entire time is like, I'll leave, you know, like, uh, if, if my soul is stained, Amit, like you could just, you could just kill me. Like, I'm good. Like that, like I got you here. I'm fine. Like one of these other people behind me would be totally great as the avatar. <laughs> so like up to that moment, like through that moment, you fully believe it, that, that Harrow is like, I'm, I'm fine. Like I, be- I really believe in my cause. Uh, so I actually really appreciate that from him as a character. Uh, and that it's really Amit is like, no, I'll just I'll I'll throw you to the wolves later. But for now, like you'll just continue to do all my dirty work, and that'll be great. Um, uh, I I thought that Harrow at least was was true to character, but he was never like a fighty guy. And what are we gonna do? Have like a huge fight scene with the dude who has glass in his shoes? No, we did have a short one because yeah. we still did have uh, Scarlet Scarab and and Moon Knight like fighting him with his glow stick. I do think it would have been cool if he had had more than just the glow stick. Like if we could yeah. have had like some sort of uh, costume for Harrow. I think could have been could have been neat, uh, but we don't end up having that. Um, I think that the thing is, uh, and I don't know how many different times we've had this conversation, and how many different times we will continue to have this conversation. <laughs> the Marvel shows needs to figure its finales out. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's like it's it's either that or we just need to go into it expecting exactly what we get every time. How many different times are we going to touch the stove uh, and be like, ah, it's hot? I'm mad about that. Like, you know, stoves are hot. Marvel finales have action in them and are vaguely disappointing. Uh, You know, I think that 
I think that that's just sort of how it how it is. I think that it it is telling that in, in much of the feedback that we got, we got this bit of feedback from the prolific Riley, the essayist who always contributes long and sprawling essays about his feelings about all that things. That we appreciate. We want Marvel. to clarify. Yes, of we course. But that is why uh, he is known around these parts as Riley, the essayist. And Riley's uh, essay about the finale of Moon Knight is, that was fine. Yeah, right. <laughs> When you cut down the most verbose person to a sentence, that really no, Riley, think, speaks words. And Riley had other thoughts, but like that was how Riley like kicked it off. Like that's how Riley just like fired it off at first. Was just like that was fine. That was fine. Yeah, that's it. Uh, you know, other other thoughts to to be shared, but ultimately that was fine. I think I mostly felt that. I think I mostly felt like okay, well the show is over. Um, cool. Yeah. I'm not mad that I watched all of that. I really loved Oscar Isaac. I really loved Steven. I'm glad that Steven is is still in the mix uh, and that Steven and Mark uh, feel like they are um, kind of in like a, an odd couple situation. Yes, that I guess they can flip back and forth What's now, the like other really? one? What's the perfect strangers? Are are they perfect strangers, oh uh, Steven and Mark? Josh, don't, <laughs> don't tease me with such things. I love perfect strangers. I, I, think I, that I love that, could, that show so I much. I think that that could be good. But uh, the whole point was that Steven got left behind in the sands and was going to be there forever. And then Mark was able to like move on into a peaceful afterlife. But how does that square up with Jake Lockley being in the mix as well? Um, it doesn't. But well, my feeling is that if the sides were imbalanced, um, and and you know Mark is the is the central figure in this, where he has like the devil and angel on his shoulder, proverbially, uh, and Stephen is the angel, then that I guess like offsets some of the weight and allows the Jake saddled Mark to like go off into the afterlife. I guess that that would uh, imagine that Osiris really likes a bad boy. I, I mean, there's just, I think ostensibly that can't be true just by yeah. Egyptian mythology, but I, it's it, it like this is a thread maybe that the if you Osiris start, of 2022 or whatever year it is in the MCU though is like, you know what? A different person. I yeah. love the bad boy yeah. now. They get to come to heaven. Uh, the, the, after after 2020, this is what these people deserve. Mm, yeah. um, you start pulling the thread, the sweater is going to fall apart, right? Because the, the fact that they went into this afterlife situation and that the balance scales, even if you're looking at it like that, the gods themselves and the version that showed up, if they had to do that, they'd have been like, hey, something's not right here. Because the gods know that he has a different personality. They'd have to. They're gods, especially if in the afterlife. It'd be there. So, like, they would have pulled Jake into this. And since the whole thing was a journey about memory and, and, and revealing stuff, that should have been incorporated in order, in order to balance the scales. The sweater's going to fall apart if you pull that thread. So we might want to have to leave that thread there to not uh, ruin I'm the not, sweater. <laughs> I'm not looking to ruin any sweaters today. Especially right now. It's cold in New York. There's a lot of New York thoughts because I'm just here, but it's colder than, than I was led to believe. It's not a thing. It's not a thing. I'm not unraveling any sweaters. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
Okay, so we don't know how to feel about the Jake Lockley thing being reserved as a post-credit scene other than it was expected, it was predicted. How would you have done it differently, Kevin? Would you have had Jake Lockley show up throughout the show? Uh, no. Is this not something that should have been played as a reveal, or you're saying that it should have been played as a reveal within the like? Look, if you're not going to text of the finale, be the bad guy, and you want a climactic moment, right? You black out the the situation, uh, and Harrow gets taken out, and you have that moment where Layla's like, "What the hell was that?" And you have this confrontation with them, and he's like, "I don't know. I don't. I don't understand what's what went on." And that's when you have a moment where you can bring Jake Lockley into awakening and have that confrontation and have Layla confront it and then tell him about it. Um, and then that's where you can continue afterwards to be like, this is something we're going to need to figure out. The confrontation becomes a reveal internally about the hero's own facing his own self. Yeah. That's the climax, which would work for this because so much of this story and the hero's journey is about coming to terms with oneself. So as a climax to a story, that probably is the way they should have gone versus like, I don't know what that was. We'll talk about it later. And it's like, all right, I guess. Um, so that's probably how I would have solved for it um, to have that be the crux yeah. of, of, the, of the story. But, but the problem with that is in your version of events, we don't have a final scene of Moon Knight where Khonshu is just in the back of a limo Dude, looking that was so great. fly. Yes, that actually, that was the, that's, you're saying you want more Jake Lockley? I want more Khonshu like that. Uh-huh. I want more Khonshu in the like Mark Spector or the, the Does Khonshu need to give up on Mark Spector, by the way. Uh, isn't this such a volatile situation that he's going to stick around with Mark via Jake Lockley? It's weird. It's weird, right? Like, you're like, I'll, I'll keep this guy along because I want Jake. And part of me is also just like, but, like, there's so many other people in the world who could probably do this. That's what I'm saying. Like, you're giving yourself so much trouble for this one. Like, how good could Jake Lockley possibly be in a world that like this that we live in? In a world of Thanos's, I'm sure you could find another Jake he's Lockley. He's pretty cool, uh, Oscar Isaac is. But I don't know if he's, like, the only person that you need to lean on. And two of the at least three people that are represented by Oscar Isaac here uh, seem to want nothing to do with Khonshu anymore. Correct. So it just seems risky. Seems super risky. The other piece of this, too, is like as far as like a writerly problem in terms of like what Oscar Isaac and Moon Knight's role is in yeah in the future of the of the thing of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is like he doesn't want to be this anymore. Eventually, like, is it gonna make sense for him to continue to have Moon Knight powers? Um, like, cause cause his powers are derived from a guy that he doesn't like that he has to be in an alliance with. Uh, so I'm I'm curious about how that's gonna how that's gonna work out. I mean. Not the throw to survive, but sometimes that works out pretty decently, I, I guess. guess. Uh, I guess. But I I mean, that's conflict, though, right? Like, and I think it's it's risky conflict. And again, this is why I think they could have worked it better if they made the reveal during the finale itself, because you could have introduced the conflict that's necessary for Mark and Steven and and now Jake to coexist in this Moon Knight situation and Kanchu being aware of it, because it creates conflict between the characters that I think drive story. We're, we're missing that now still, right? Like now the conflict is almost questionable where yeah. it's just like, why would they make this choice? There's options that you could land on it where it's just like, well, if you want to have Jake, we're going to work to make sure that you won't, but like they can't all the time. It creates interesting conflict that could be there. They want to keep it now, right? Like if you're Mark and Steven and you know there's this darker personality to you that cons you once, you don't give up this power because someone else will get it. Someone who he doesn't have to worry about. 
And if that's the case, that's bad overall. You're making a decision that could lead to more death. Right. You keep the power because you're going to try now to keep Jake in control. Without knowing that, then just, okay, they, they have a power that they don't want. And How do you want I, to I think you're missing that sort of stuff, you know? How do you want to see this play out, Kevin? Do you want to see... A uh, uh, Blade, Moon Knight, uh, one of the Eternals. Like, this is setting up a serious, you know, uh, uh, what's his name, Black Knight? Like, mm-hmm. this is setting up a serious, like, like supernatural team-up. Everyone get keeps Ghost Rider in there. Like this, that's what I want. That's where I want to see. Everyone this go. keeps tossing out Midnight Suns. Everyone uh, wants to see Midnight that's Suns. That's what they're called. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, is that's a thing? Do you know anything about Midnight Suns? Kevin? Yeah, I mean they're basically the supernatural team. In they're like the, the supernatural Avengers. Yeah, basically. Um, they're relatively unless there was like versions of them way in the past. I do remember that comic uh happening during our tenure in the comic book world. Uh huh. Um, and it being very like a very fun kind of over the top. The team first thing. appeared in Ghost Rider Thirty One, November nineteen ninety two. Okay, so uh, I so guess relatively old then. Various iterations of the Midnight Suns, a team of supernatural superheroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, among them, Werewolf by Night. We know there's a Werewolf by Night thing that's happening in the not terribly distant future. Uh, Doctor Strange, yes. Uh, Blade, yes. Uh, is Black Knight typically included in this list? Doesn't look I think like he's part, it. I, I think he's part of the MI13 crew, so uh-huh. he, he'd be a Moon Knight different. does get added to the list. Punisher is on yes. there. Yeah. Was this Rick Remender in the more recent one? I don't know. It feels like a Rick Remender joint. <laughs> um, I mean, because I kind of feel like, you know, you call it Avengers Endgame, and maybe just don't do another Avengers movie. There are so many other different things that you can do. Uh, and I think like some sort of supernatural team up of all these characters would be extremely fun. Yeah, but it's not going to make Avengers money and let's face it, that's going to be the ultimate. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, it's going to it's not going to make Avengers money, but it's going to make Marvel money. It's going to Marvel money for sure. You know, Marvel and- doesn't, you know, at least not yet. A Marvel Studios movie hasn't like done anything less than like Pretty, pretty good, you know, in yeah. in recent times. I think even like a Marvel Midnight Suns movie where you know that Doctor Strange is there and Moon Knight is there. Like people are going to go and check that out, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll it'll work, but I, I just think they'll, they'll still have to do Avengers. But would you want Moon Knight in like that kind of capacity next? Or do you want Moon Knight in some sort of like deeper, closer focus still on Moon Knight? I guess put another way, would you want... All right, three options on the table for the three altars. Uh, so option one is Moon Knight season two. Mm-hmm. Option two is Moon Knight the movie. Uh, and option three is some sort of team up, whether it's movie or series that Moon Knight is involved in. What are you hoping to see next from Oscar Isaac in the MCU? Based on like what we saw in this show, I would rather the team up followed by season two followed by movie. Um, I just think that and you're not saying that you want all three of those things. That's how you're ordering. That's them how I would yourself. order them about yeah. like what I would want. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think the reason why is again, that's going back to just again, for me personally, um, the, 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 the post reveal of Jake just didn't work for me in a way of like driving me towards a second season immediately. Whereas I think if the, if it was out in the open, they created a conflict immediately between these three and Conchu. And like, you could almost see the story of what season two was going to be a little more clearly. Um, and yes, you can predict whatever you want for season two based on this. But if you, if you had that more of a hook, I probably would have wanted that mm-hmm. without it. I, like you said, it, it, the, the, a conflict for season two, it isn't interesting enough for me, but putting this guy now, 
who has his own issues into a group setting where that would create conflict and dynamics within that group is way more immediately compelling. He kind of becomes like the Hulk of that situation. Right. Which like is fun. what is what is this guy gonna do and how are people gonna bounce off of him and work off of him? That creates an interesting dynamic and that can create an interesting story just from character POV. So that's why I think the team up movie is more appealing to me at the moment versus again, if I think if if they knew if they were aware of Jake and Jake was aware of them and they had a, a, a that drama almost instilled very quickly, a season two would be much more compelling for me because I'd want to see that resolved faster than I would want to see like, well, we'll just throw him in with these guys and see how it, how it mixes. What about a world where Jake Lockley as Moon Knight is the bad guy in one of these things? I mean, that could be cool, right? Like, and and I, I'm also very curious to see what his costume looks like. Because if we if we know the suit looks different, it'd be very fun to see please, what Jake Lockley's suit. Please have the cabbie cab. dri- driver hat. <laughs> <laughs> I, really, I really need that. And like, you know, sort of like a fur-lined coat uh-huh. uh, and the turtleneck. Uh, just like exactly what he's looking like. The 1970s New York taxi cab oh, driver. my God. <laughs> uh, but I was thinking about how it might be fun if um, the next time we see oscar isaac in the mcu is specifically as jake lockley and we don't even really see much beyond some traces of mark and steven um i think that that could be really fun if like jake lockley as moon knight with Kanshu driving him is like the version of the character we see next in some kind of a, a team up thing with maybe like a couple of hints of the other guys uh, but i would want to spend more time on the person who is currently moon knight um, I think that they they have left me intrigued in that in in that way. So like, great job on on that part. Um, but I I agree with you that I don't know that I would necessarily want to see it in a second season of the show. I do think that this would have been better as a movie. Uh, ultimately, uh, yes. is is my feeling. It's like I don't I don't know that this was enough as a TV show. I think that the structure of it does ultimately end up mapping onto a film in a way that it doesn't feel. Uh, uh, as successful episodically, I know that we've talked about um, the binge versus the weekly, and I and I do kind of feel like this would have been better as the binge. I think uh, ultimately is what I walk away from it feeling like. I'm glad to have had it as a weekly show, um, but I don't know that I would want that with this character again. And I do think that Marvel just needs to figure out how to, um, uh, you know, do a TV show. <laughs> they're just doing. They are. It does sometimes just feel like they're chopping up movies. WandaVision feels the least like that. Um, to me. Um, but I think by and large, these other ones do feel like chopped up shows or chopped up movies into shows. Uh, that's a, a little bit frustrating, but I think a lot of that also now at this point is on my expectations, which leads us to some of the feedback that we've gotten. This is from another Josh. Uh, shout out to Bundy and Coke. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. said, I think after four live action shows, I'm much better about managing my expectations. I enjoyed Layla getting superpowers and seeing Mark and Steven flip back and forth. It was really fun. And Oscar Isaac nailed the role. Would it have been better to introduce Jake Lockley in episode five and see him wreck shop in, in episode six rather than the Jake X Machina ending? Or is it better as a post credit stinger? I think you can make the argument either way, says Josh. Um, Sean adds to this and says... Was it mainly just CGI and Kiki Flippy? Yes. Did I enjoy the way the Kiki Flippy was done? Yes, a lot, actually. The way Steven and Mark flipped back and forth between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight was stylistically fun, while Layla's avatar power set was also an added fun wrinkle. Was the overall goal of the villain kind of man execution? Probably also, yes, but I had a great time with this show. 
I think that there are some people out there who have uh, calibrated their expectations uh, in the right direction, ultimately, here, Kevin. Like, I think that there are people who are watching these shows and meeting Marvel where they are. And I think maybe you and I are struggling a little bit with that uh, by the end of, what is this, our fifth live action? Fifth uh, live action, one animated, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, because Hawkeye happened. Um, Yeah, I look, the thing is, is like, for, for, for me personally, this would be fine if this was Marvel's first outing into any sort of adaptations. I think by this point, we're feeling very much just like this is Marvel phase one, but they're in phase four in their movies. And I would have hoped they would have learned at least how to stick some uh, endings yeah. since then. And I think that's their biggest hiccup is that they haven't been able to stick the landing on a lot of these shows. And this was the problem in, in phase one. The 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 third act felt very just like, nah. Um, but you, again, like you think they would have, they would know that and they would understand that and they'd be able to fix that. So I don't know for, for, for doing something so big or at least talking a big game about it. Cause again, we haven't seen, we haven't really seen this and maybe you and I are about to in like an hour and a half, Uh huh. but these shows haven't felt impactful in a way that the movies have, they feel like they're being pushed into your second place slot and Marvel doing something where you have both TV and movies in a shared universe and interacting like this is not necessarily unprecedented, but is huge. And they're not doing it in a way that I feel like they should be putting the effort into it because it is really cool and yeah. it's really interesting. And I wish they're, I wish they were putting a little more effort is all I'll say, I guess, because I think it's awesome on paper and it's been good on paper, but... Well, awesome on paper, and then good on your eyeballs. I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I, I feel that. And I, I feel bad because, like, I, I don't want to be the person who's, like, coming on here and being like, eh, Marvel, you guys, it's, it's, it's so basic now, all the I Marvel I blame everything stuff. everywhere all at once. It ruined everything for me. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. I also don't want to be the guy who's like, stop being so mean to the most successful film franchise of all time guys yeah. how dare you well, well, we don't have to that's the thing i don't think we need to pick a side right like there's i feel like there's these two sides that are warring yes right now <laughs> and it's like yes. we don't have to pick either we can we can kind of be in the middle i'm trying to be, be like, in no. the middle i'm trying to be mark Spector and not be either stephen grant or jake lockley <laughs> here uh but uh it's tough it's tough balance is 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 hard here can we talk about layla though yes of I course i would love talk to talk about that because this this is something that I feel I, I don't know where my thoughts are. Do you are want ultimately. the Layla show? So this is this is my, my thing because like I feel like we do need more from her and she needs to be more than just a sidekick right now or like someone who's just there in the background in, in Mark's show. And the only reason I feel this and this is on them is because of that scene where you have Layla, you know, saving that girl and, and, you know, that question is just like, are you an Egyptian superhero? And it's just like, yes, I am. And it's such a way of just being like, see guys representation. But I'm like, is it though? Like you need to have these characters be more than just regulated to a second string part, right? Like, yes, she participated in the finale, but again, this was Mark's show. This is Mark's story. This is Mark's character journey. He had like the way bigger presence, obviously. And I feel like if you're like I, I I really recently have been more and more bothered by this for oh I don't know what what could possibly be the goddamn reason but like this type of stuff of 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 virtue signaling of not real 
commitment to this stuff and try trying to get these brownie points for throwing in one line of dialogue yeah. i think is trash and i will trash marvel for it as like you are a big media company you should be doing goddamn more and if you're gonna do that if you're gonna put that line in you need to you need to own up to it and do something with it and that's, so what should they do well that's on them now right like i i don't know what i would want because at the same point they haven't done enough with that character for me to to warrant their own show uh, and I don't think people will ultimately sadly watch it because they haven't, they didn't put enough effort into this series to really make that character into one that could spin off on their own. Um, so if they do, this is an argument for a season two, where in the same way we kept joking about a Hawkeye and Black Widow, yeah. this needs to be a Moon Knight and Scarlet Scarab, right? Have them there be in the title, have them be... A like an Ant-Man and the Wasp character. situation yes. yeah. with the with the real character arc because the Wasp definitely had, definitely had a lot more in that second movie like there was certainly a journey there with her mom um but an equal standing with Mark now and Moon Knight is going to be where it needs to go if you're going to do that you need to actually pay off on it yeah uh, and I think too often they, they don't and I think not just a Marvel run this is a terrible problem but I think know. it'd be cool to have her be like a, an important part of the of the supernatural Avengers of the Midnight Suns yeah if she shows up and she's like the like if you if you position it as Moon Knight's the bad guy and have her be on the side of the good guys I think that would be cool and a bunch of people like have to come together to like you know calm Moon Knight down uh, and she's like the expert there who like shows up and like helps bind the group. I think that that could be fun. Um, and I, she's mad at him because she's still pissed off about the way he treated her, which they didn't address yeah, at all. Really. Shockingly, not really. <laughs> uh, so I I would be really psyched to see uh, a Layla TV show, if only so that the theme song I was that is so self evident yeah. uh, would would uh, would would show up. Um, but yeah, I would I would like to see more from her. I think that she was really great. Um, there isn't really a long list of characters from this show that you would want to, to see again, necessarily. Uh, certainly Arthur Harrow is dead by the end of this thing. As far as we can tell, as far as we could tell, unless what Jake was like body. shooting past exactly. his head. You don't see a body. That so. felt pretty set. Uh, so did Kingpin, but as far as we can tell, <laughs> I listen, I love Ethan Hawke and I think that he made some great choices along the way. But if they're like say if they're like using their like he's not actually dead card on Arthur Harrow, like, come on, <laughs> the, uh, we're good. He'll get his own spin. Shouldn't have shot before, him in the face. before death. Mm-hmm. Before uh. death, <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean he was uh, he, before uh, Moon Knight uh, was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> good good work as well uh so i don't know i i don't know who else i would want to to see from this i don't know if that's like a, a problem of the show or I, I think another like symptom of like this was a movie that was chopped up into six parts um it just does feel like it had like sort of like the size of of a small film um which isn't wrong it's just like that's just what it ends up ends up feeling like um I don't really care as long as we get more Kanshu relatively soon. I mean, yeah, if Murray Abraham, you know, may he live long uh, and prosper to, to, to continue having more of him in, in, in this capacity because his country's and Towerette. I want, I want more of her oh, as well. Oh, for sure. But that's another reason I actually have Layla, right? More yes. because like now we can get interactions with Towerette. Towerette will show up a lot more in the same way Kanshu does, presumably, as since she's serving as the avatar. I, I need to really see. Fun. Yes, I want to see. Oh, that's something I'm pissed off about. God damn it. You reminded me oh, of no. something I'm pissed off about. 
the the stuff with the gods i'm actually really annoyed by that one they got wiped out so quickly yes and then they got wiped out off screen basically yes i thought are they that, gone is that it It looked like the the their avatars were dead yeah. and so now what that means in the grander scheme we don't know they just but need the to find new avatars how they died i mean the fact that they died so quickly i think is is, is garbage mm-hmm. um and again i know this isn't the intent i know this is not the intent but again, a reason that you got to pay attention to this shit. You have you have your 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 Norse blonde hair, blue eyed boys. Yeah, they can't die. It takes Thanos to kill Loki. Well, but all the Egyptian ones just get snapped out of existence <laughs> in seconds off screen. Yep, yeah. guys. Yeah, come on. I feel like Thor is gonna try and address that Gore the God Butcher with Christian Bale. Like that can't be good. He didn't God Butcher these guys. Yeah, Arthur Harrow did. It yeah. just—it's such a moment of just like, oh, what a ripoff. Sure. I just—I just, I just think about the fact that if, if it was like if it was me and like there's Hindu deities and they just die off screen like that, I'd be. You'd be so mad. Furious. Yeah, I know you would be. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's uh listen, there's uh you know, I think that that's something that if this was a movie budget, you'd be seeing like a big extravagant version of that scene. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I think you need one or the other. You, you either have to have them die and you watch in this big agra- extravagant scene or if you don't show it, they don't die. Like something happens and they and they and they have to peace out or something. I I'm a big fan of of doing something like this, but I think that the payoff has to be interesting. And it wasn't. Uh, the, one of the best examples of this for me personally was in the series Fables, where you had essentially two ancient witches like Baba Yaga and I forgot the old woman in the, in the knitting in the in, in the rocking chair, uh-huh. who's later revealed to be I believe Ozma, but uh, not Ozma. Um, Someone I'm, I'm forgetting, but uh, you have them meeting on top this rooftop, the skyscraper, and they just have a moment where they have a conversation. It's like, okay, I guess we're gonna do this, and you don't really see a transformation, but then you cut back and you see lightning and stuff on top yeah. of the building. And for a hot second, the mayor runs upstairs and he opens the door, and you just see reflected in his glasses like a dragon and something else, and then he's gone and he pieces out. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like you don't see it, but you know something amazing and epic is. Thing. Yeah, like that's how you do those off-screen things. This was such like a we don't have the budget and we don't care enough about these minority gods. Yeah, yeah, they definitely uh, didn't do that super deftly. Uh, I think I think that that's fair. The only thing I was gonna say uh, before you got in on that was I would love to see uh, Layla with Towerette hanging out with uh, with with Thor and um, uh, gosh, what's the Taika Waititi character's name? Korg. Yeah, Cork and Meek. <laughs> yeah, I really just want to see them all pal pal around because I think Towerette would get along really well. With I mean, that imagine crew. that like God team up. Maybe they though, show right? up in Ragnarok or in Love and Thunder. That rather. would be that cool. Be like, imagine having like you know your Thor or your Jane, whoever, whoever it ends up, right, and your Towerette, and you can have Hercules there and like pull in again like a Hindu deity or something, and you have this like just gods hanging out like that. It'd yeah. be fun as hell. That would be really cool. Yeah, be good. Uh, what else from Moon Knight, Kevin? Is that is that basically all that you got? Uh, I I think so. I was just that, that was the last one. I'm glad more you reminded thumbs me up of it. than thumbs down, or thumbs down than thumbs up on Moon Knight overall. Where would you That's slot Moon Knight for your? Definitely uh, not a thumbs down. It's yeah. definitely not not veering towards thumbs down. It's definitely like middle to like. I don't know what what is that 30, 30 degrees from middle like up you know like it, it, it's somewhere hovering around there yeah um it, it's a show to, for me that was carried by the performances which were so great especially Oscar Isaac um and like one episode of like really really cool fun stuff that I again kind of wish was the show 
Uh, and that's sort of where I land on it ultimately is that, uh, I think it, it, it was, man, this is where we are now. It is, it's a Marvel show, right? Like- it's a Marvel show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think you can say the same things like it's a Marvel movie. Like you really know what you're going to get. Like, yeah. and that's like sort of like an exciting thing. And I think it's, like, it's a Marvel show. You kind of know what you're going to get is like sort of how I'm feeling right now coming out of Moon Knight, which is not where I thought I would be, uh, by the, from the start of it. Um, but I would also say that, uh, the things that worked for me in the show, worked for me much more than the things that didn't work for me didn't work for me. Um, but I do wish that it was just all of this was just like a little bit more cleanly organized, but I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we've got the next, uh, the next Marvel cinematic universe show that's coming out is miss Marvel here pretty Mm -hmm. soon in June. Of course, we're going to be covering that on this podcast as well. Once it launches, I'm excited about that. Uh, it seems like it's very much in the YA mold, Kevin. Hey, Are you going to have to call upon Melissa to come and talk about Miss Marvel? Have Melissa seen any of the Marvel I have no stuff? idea. We'll have so. to ask her. We'll have to ask her. <laughs> uh, I feel like a YA crossover with Everything is Super feels uh, like that could be uh, could be fun. Uh, at least for an episode, it could be really fun to show Melissa some of this stuff if she hasn't checked it out. She's completely lost on the grander scheme of yeah. any sort of references. Yeah, could be good. Um, and then beyond that... Uh, we've got Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. That's going to be coming up next for the podcast. Kevin and I are also still talking about Daredevil Season 3 in the patron feed, though it is a little bit uh, on a hiatus as you have been uh, moving cross-country. Now you are here, but you are here at a time where like, now you are gearing up to get married. Uh, And so schedules still are not totally aligning. June's going to be great. (laughs) June's going to be a power month for the podcast. So we'll get back to to Daredevil. Probably I think June is is what that's looking like. But the aforementioned YA, you guys are coming back at least for a little while before you take yet another uh, wedding recess coming up. It seems like uh, the the Harry Potter shenanigans are not too far away from resuming. They are not. We are going to be doing the Half-Blood Prince coming up. Uh, we're going to have a tight turnaround between half a Prince recording and our feedback recording because, again, my schedule is a mess. But uh, if you're listening and you're interested, take a listen to what we got going on so far. Watch half a Prince. Get your feedback in quickly, uh, and we'll have that for the feedback show because we'd love to talk about that. I'm excited for that one because I remember hating it. So it's going to be a big You're like the me. Half-Blood Prince. Uh, I should have been the Half-Blood Prince. Yeah. Um, but no, uh, I actually like the, the twist of who the Half-Blood Prince was. It's more about the movie i thought the book was great i really really like the book a lot uh it 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 is one of my favorites but the movie did some stuff dirty and it infuriates me so i'll be really excited to talk about it guys if you love kevin ranting this this is gonna be a good one you like a kevin rant you got a kevin rant coming your way here pretty soon in the patron feed so sign up patreon.com slash post show recaps to get episodes of the harry potter podcast on ya um then I guess I'll just quickly tease uh, that there may be some other superhero shenanigans happening involving Kevin Mahadeo, but not me. Yeah. Boys, will there be? Yeah. <laughs> wow. That was horrible, but also terrific. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, I've got nothing further after that. I think that that is the note to leave this on. Uh, that's Moon Knight in the books. Uh, you know, happier with it than I wasn't. Finale is what it is. It is what it is. I will be very excited to get Oscar Isaac back in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future. Busy man. Uh, Very busy guy. Uh, And we will be busy as well this week in this podcast feed when we come back very soon with our review of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Until then, everybody take care. Bye. Bye.